Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of Football Manager Therapy. I'm your host, Rich Owens, and it's lovely to have you back. Welcome. I hope you've had a really, really nice week. Um, two people joining me that are going to make my week and especially day exponentially better. The FM team are here with me. As always, we've got Kev and we've got Jebaru, the United City FM and Jebaru. Um, Kev, how are we this morning, friend? I'm good. Thank you. With my multiple names. I mean, these people that just have one name is like Cher or Madonna, Jebaru, it's, you know. <laughs> What can you do? But yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. We, we've had a little bit of, well, we've had quite a bit of COVID in our household this week for the very first time. Neither of myself or my wife has had it up till this point. My wife actually, unfortunately, is down with it at the moment for the last couple of days. So she's a bit rough. It's been a bit of a rough week just for that. But for myself, I've so far avoided it. Let's hope that that continues. And I feel good and very happy to be here. Let's do a podcast. Let's absolutely do a podcast. Well, all the love in the world to uh, to Mrs. Kev. Uh, hope she Thank makes you. a speedy recovery soon. And uh, also, congratulations on avoiding it for so long. It's really, really impressive. Um, I am very stealthy. Living... COVID does not know I'm here. Exactly. Um, yeah, COVID's vision is based on movement. It's just like a velociraptor. So if you just stay very, very, very still all the time, it'll have no idea you're there and you'll be I absolutely... I do that quite gone. well. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. I, being still is a state that I enjoy being in. Um, <laughs> movement overrated criminally overrated um somebody who moves my heart though um it makes it beat just a little bit faster don't shake your head you beautiful beautiful oh, Man, you. oh me how are you pal yeah. oh very lovely isn't it you, you can secretly secretly know my name's james actually you know it's james there we are but Shh, don't, don't spoil tell the illusion i know exactly yeah yeah <laughs> i will be the enigma that is single name i'm okay uh long week been away with work mainly uh we not really we've consumed a fair bit of fm content we we produced a fair bit of fm content as well which we'll go into but mm -hmm. uh yeah it's i'm okay it's a saturday morning we're we're up and round to go i didn't get up in time to watch my cartoons but you know we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get there eventually next week next week um saturday morning cartoons yeah. were such an important part of my life growing up i think i should bring them back i think i should bring yeah, that's, them back. that's what I'm, I'm, try I'm trying to do as well but you know uh, mm -hmm. it's trying to find the right ones maybe you can find the the hurricanes you know like on youtube and watch oh, that series yes. back to back wow. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great shout that is a great shout there's no yeah, nothing better than yeah, Saturday morning cartoons. Years a cousin came to stay with us temporarily when, when I was about 10. And to say thank you, um, she bought us like a massive bar of chocolate, but it was like a two or three kilogram bar of dairy milk. I used to sneak downstairs on a Saturday morning and you'd have to like elbow drop a piece off because it was kept in the fridge because uh, my family were maniacs. Um, so even though it made the chocolate taste like fridge, it was still three kilograms of dairy milk and just sit there on the sofa, just nibbling away at that, watching all the Saturday morning cartoons. Jason, the Wheeled Warriors. Oh, those are the days. Bring them back. Bring them back. Oh, now we're, we're, we're going to have to chuck this out there, aren't we? Come on, viewers. Give us your best cartoon. It's got to be. Absolutely. Let us know on Absolutely. any form of social media or under a comment on a video or whatever. Let us know. What's your favorite cartoon? Please. And, and please do. Is it? 
is it just me or have you now got the Hurricanes theme in your head and it's just going round and round now that I've said it? Because <laughs> my champion I spirit is here to stay, all right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's what we do here. Enjoy your earworm yeah. for the rest of the day, Jeb. Um, if yeah. you hear him humming, uh, then that's for why. But also please don't. Yeah, but keep it to less than seven seconds, please. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to get taken off the air. Um, lovely. Wait, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to today. It's another, it's another Saturday morning. It's a bit grey and drizzly, but if there's one thing that's going to cheer me up a little bit, it's recording this podcast. Um, we're recording the podcast early today uh, because one of the members of the FM team, uh, you can guess which one from their name, uh, was very, is going to be very, very invested in uh, this afternoon's uh, Premier League game between Manchester United and Manchester City. Um, so we thought we'd get the recording out of the way before that happens, because imagine, imagine a slightly, a slightly grumpy Kev. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to see it. You, you might. Who knows so, what happens? I'm, we'll I'm, see. Oh, no. uh, I, I was, I was, I was saying to Jeb earlier in the in the week. I really wanted to be the the main sponsor going around all the boards for today's game, considering my name. But they just didn't think I was big enough, you know, whatever that means. But they know nothing, know. don't they? So, I know exactly. Oh, yeah. Fools. So I'll, I'll just have to watch instead. <laughs> Boo. Just, yeah, just exactly. Because all they need to do, all they need to do is just drag it into the right file in FM and surely they'll all pop up no problems at all. That's exactly. lazy. Yep. Lazy is what exactly. that is. Well, their loss is our gain exponentially. Uh, if you would like to advertise FMT at your football ground, anybody that are listening, just just hit us up. We'll, we, we can sort you out. Um, I want our faces on the advertising board one by one for the full 90 minutes. Please and thank you. Um Hey, it's been it's been a good week for FM, as 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 you said, Jeb. You know, this content has been produced um, by yourselves. You know, a heavy a lot of involvement in the playoffs again. Last weekend's uh, finals were excellent, and we will have a chat about those later. We've all been streaming as well. We've we've all been making our own content on the internet. Uh, and this week, this week, boys, it's my turn to have a little chat about what I've been up to. Fantastic. Um, How how is Mexico? It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I I cannot emphasize how much I am enjoying my time there uh, because I yeah. I mean, I mean, you're wearing your you wearing one of your the shirts as well. I, I am. Shirts. I am yeah, yeah, yeah. because I I because you're so money. committed to that club, aren't you? So committed, yeah. committed to the cause, committed to the club, committed to the save. Yes. So Mexico has been going. <laughs> I mean, I think in hindsight, it's my own fault because I set the bar quite high. So the objective of my save this year, I, I was managing Atletico San Luis in Mexico. My objective was to turn them into the most successful club in Mexican footballing history. Uh, I wanted to win the most league titles ever. I wanted to overtake Club America, who I think at the big, I think are sat on 12 at the moment. I think 12 league titles is the record. Um, and given the format of Mexican football, where now there are essentially two league champions crowned every calendar year, it seemed achievable. It seemed achievable. Uh, I did a bit of Atletico San Luis stuff offline last year. I had a wonderful time, which is why I wanted to come back. And I was fairly successful there. And I thought I can replicate that this year. And I was incorrect. Um, I was deeply, deeply wrong. Mexico is significantly harder than I remember it being. Uh, I think the, the main issue I had is that the squad that San Luis had last year is better than this year's a couple of key players have left the club were sold on in real life so obviously no longer part of the team and their replacements weren't really to the standard um that 
you know, they, they, they lost, you know, in the same way that Spurs sold Gareth Bale and bought NASA Chadley, you know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so I've got three seasons in and I was struggling, really, really, really struggling. Um, the way the Mexican league format works, there are 18 teams, uh, each team plays each other once, so you play 17 league games. Uh, the top 12 teams, the teams that finish first to 12, then go into a knockout tournament. So the higher up the table you finish, the later you enter the tournament. I think first and second, you get a bye to, I think, at least the quarterfinals before you have to start playing uh, the knockout games. When I played it last season, offline, uh, the first time I won the league title, I finished 12th in the league. I won four out of my 17 games, scraped in, and then just became this force, this absolute force in knockout football and won the league uh, after finishing in 12th and then built on that and then ended up turning the club into a fairly successful one. This year, in the first three seasons, I only managed to finish in the knockout stages once out of those three. Uh, and on that occasion, I got soundly battered in the in the first game. Uh, the board, bizarrely, was still quite happy with that. The fans, bizarrely, were still quite happy with that. Um, but I wasn't because it, it just felt like I was just treading water. Nothing was happening. Um, I thought maybe after season one, a bit of rebuilding, get a bit of fresh blood in, get some new players in. Maybe we'll be in a position to challenge a little bit more. Just, just wasn't working. Nothing was working. Struggling massively defensively, despite strengthening the defence. Goals weren't coming, despite you know signing new strikers. Um, having a bit of a torrid time. So a few weeks ago, I set myself a challenge. Uh, I said, in season four, uh, if I don't finish in the knockout portion of the league, I'm parking the save. Uh, I'm going to put it on the back burner and I'm going to do something else for a little bit because it's just... It's just not massively fun. I'm not having a great time. Um, just just sat on stream, head in hands, wondering why I'm conceding silly goals and my strikers aren't scoring. I did pre-season offline because the pre-seasons are long. Uh, and I had the perfect pre-season. Uh, I had players that were wanting new contracts that I couldn't afford to sign new contracts for, who fortunately, bigger clubs in Mexico were coming in and putting in silly offers for. Um, Club America, my biggest rivals, uh, purchased my arguably best defensive midfielder, um, a player called Andreas Inestera. Uh, I'm assuming uh, the director of um, Club America, very much like Mr. Burns, when he's putting the softball team together in The Simpsons, he was like, get me Andreas Iniesta. <laughs> like, we can't, sir. Uh, he's earning uh, six figures a week playing in the second tier of Japanese football. And he's like, right, get me his non-union Mexican equivalent. And that's exactly <laughs> what they did. Uh, in Inestera left with a year on his deal for about four and a half, five million pounds, which in Mexico, uh, Liga MX is an obscene amount of money. Invested into the club, strengthened my defense, bought in some really, really good attacking options, managed to balance Mexico's very, very strict rules and regulations on Mexican born players. Um, you have to have players that have Mexican nationality, but they can't just be declared for the national team. They have to have been born in Mexico. Uh, so if you've got a lot of the Mexican players who play in the MLS, for example, are declared for the Mexican national team, but were born in places like, a lot of them born in places like California, which means it's really, really hard to uh, juggle your um, uh, squad, like the number of Mexican nationals in the team, um, non-Mexican born players in the team. But I've got the balance perfect. 
And I started season four with such a sense of purpose. And I was like, this is going to be my year. This is definitely going to be my year. If I don't finish in the, in the knockout portion, I'm parking the save, but I'm going to. I'm going to do really, really, really well. And then I lost my opening six league games. Um, wow. Quite, quite embarrassingly, uh, including an absolute smashing from Club America, uh, I think who beat me 6-0, um, despite I just tried a bit of everything. Tried a bit of everything and nothing was happening. I was really, really, really miserable. Uh, and then while I was on stream, I got a raid from, uh, shout out, friend of the podcast, uh, Gavin Brash, uh, the most metal streamer on the platform. And his chat were asking how it was going. I was like, not very well. I'm thinking about doing something else. And Gav pointed out that he rage quit one of his saves on stream a few days before due to poor results. And I was like, you know what? It's probably not a terrible idea, is it? Put it to the chat. doesn't sound like Gavin. No, I know, right? I know. Um, His his stream was hijacked uh, by somebody with less commitment. Uh, Put a poll out and I was like, chat, what do we do? Do we stay? Do we go? Uh, And they were like, resoundingly, you should just do something else for a little bit. So that's what I did. Uh, I left Mexico behind, parked the save. It is still there. I have been tinkering with it a little bit offline as well to see if I can fix it. And I'm struggling to do that as well. But for the time being, uh, I'm, I'm managing in Germany. I've gone to Stuttgart. And it's nice in Stuttgart. It's really, really, really nice. Um, it just looked like a fun club. Um, it's got players that I've always wanted to have a go at managing or using in the game that I've never gotten around to using, um, which I thought was a great opportunity to do it. Players like uh, Silas, uh, formerly known as uh, Wamand Tunga, I think his name was, but then he admitted that his name was not correct. So it's, it's actually Silas. So it's changed to Silas. Now he's great fun to use. Uh, there's some really, really fun defenders in there. You've got players like uh, Dan Axel Zagadu, who went there on a free in real life. Uh, just before the end of the summer transfer window, which upset every FM player in the world because he was sat there and we, we all thought he's going to be in that free agent pool at the start of the game and he's in his mid-20s and he's great and we can pick him up for nothing and then off he goes to Stuttgart and everybody's fuming. Uh, and also, one of the best young goalkeepers in the game as well, uh, Dennis Seaman. Um, so I've been having having great fun uh, getting Seaman into the first team. That's been That's been really, really enjoyable. And it's good. It's really fun. It's really fun in in, uh, in in Stuttgart. I've gone back to a system I was using in previous FMs, which is like a it's like a narrow four one three two, uh, like with the double Mazalas out wide, and then just uh, like a uh, centre mid on attack in the middle, uh, making those those runs into the box behind the strikers. And it's just really really fun. Um, it's reminded me how fun FM can actually be because there's no pressure. Uh, we're just here having a good time. We're here having a lovely time, which actually it, it brings me on to a point I need to make, Kev. I need to apologise first and foremost because the last time Kev and I had a debate, it was about directors of football, and I sat here absolutely panning them, uh, saying they did. I remember. Useless. Yes, uh, I didn't see the point in them. Kev, I'm sorry. I'm deeply, deeply sorry. Uh, I needed to strengthen my midfield. Um, Rene Adelaide from Lyon was the perfect player for my midfield. I couldn't quite afford him. I was really, really struggling to get a deal over the line. And my director, they said, Hey, ask the director of football. He might be able to do something. And I was like, yeah, sure he is. Of course he can. I'll click the button and we'll see that the bid gets rejected and I'll laugh and I'll move on. And then a day later, a bid was accepted by Lyon, uh, thanks to my director of football. And he did the contact negotiations and he's managed to sign him on a very, very reasonable contract. And Kev, I'm sorry. Um, it's, 
I'm big enough I to hold my hands up. That. I accept Thank that. You. I'm, cool. I'm not apologising. I'm never <laughs> turning attribute masking off. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just saying. Just sour grapes for losing debates. All of this stuff. That's all it is. <laughs> the sourest. The sourest of grapes. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great fun. Um, I've bought in uh, Yassine uh, Adley as well, who um, you know viewers may remember used to play for a club from the Bordeaux region of France. Um, who's now plying his trade uh, with AC Milan. Um, he came in on loan, and I managed to negotiate a loan as well. Instead of uh, you say, I'd like to negotiate this loan, and then the club just revert back to the default loan settings. Like, no, this is how much we want. Uh, managed to negotiate a loan, which has been lovely. And it's great. I'm just having a lovely time. Still losing. Still losing games. I uh, got turned over 7-0 by Bayern Munich, who are just terrifying to play against. Absolutely terrifying to play against. Um Sadio Mane, based on those games, is somebody, if I'm taking part in drafts and the draft pool allows for players like Sadio Mane, I've never seen him used this year uh, in PvP, but he did things to me, did horrible, horrible things to me in uh, in PvE, you know, to the point where I think some of my defenders are still in therapy. Um, they're terrified, terrified of him. Um it's great. It's great fun. Uh, we're sat mid-table. Um, the club want us to finish mid-table, and I think we're going to. Um, it's, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lovely time. Uh, I, I did notice the other day. I did notice the other day that friend of uh, friend of the podcast, friend of the channel, uh, the Mad Scientist, has announced mm -hmm. that his retro database for the ninety-eight, ninety-nine season is nearly finished. So Ooh. anybody who's been watching my content. My advice would be don't get too overly, overly emotionally invested in Stuttgart. We're there. We're having a great time. But as soon as football from the past becomes available, then, <laughs> then, then, then off we go. I'm going back to the 90s and I'm going to use Benito Carboni and I'm going to be really, really happy. But hey, Edgy Blinker as well. Is he, is, he, is he there around that time? I think it's... Ooh. Blinker will be in the database. I yeah. think he only spent one season at Wednesday and I think it was the season or two before. Four. Right, I okay. think it was maybe 96, 97. It might have even been earlier, actually. He was, but yeah, I think it's it's post Reggie, but he will be in the database. But now that you've is got, that uh, is quite some callback, Jeb. I'm impressed by that one. I respect. And I've been 24 as well. Obviously, I've only seen uh, black and white pictures of Reggie Blinker <laughs> playing of for course, Sheffield. Of State. course, yeah. It's yeah. It's very confusing. Like again, being 24, I see a picture of him and I, I touch the picture with my finger to try and make the picture move and it just stays completely still. It's really, really confusing me. I don't yeah, there's no play witchcraft. button on the pictures, is there? It's really weird. No, no, there's no yeah. play button on the pictures. Uh, this is genuinely giving me flashbacks to the time that, that bless him, my dad tried to print off a YouTube video. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's, wow. That's just unlocked a memory. There it is. Yeah, my dad tried to print a YouTube video off. Uh, yeah, some the, uh, early two thousands. Yeah, there was a brochure that we we got, and I forget what it was, it was for some event or something along those lines. And somebody had printed off just the YouTube thumbnail, so it just had the play in the middle of it. So I just jokingly, as I was reading, it was going, "It's not working. The play button's not working, guys. It's not working." <laughs> just mm -hmm. hammering away at the brochure. Yeah, yeah, that was my dad with no sense of irony. Um, bless him, <laughs> bless him. So there That's we amazing. go. Hey, it's yeah, football from the past will be happening soon, but until then, I'm just just enjoying the ride in Stuttgart. Uh, it has raised one. It's something I've been thinking about a little bit over the last couple of days. Um, 
I know we're only a couple of months into the new FM cycle, but it's just little bits and pieces that I think I've already I've already seen people uh, people making content about you know things they'd like to see moving forwards in future versions of FM. Obviously, we've had mm-hmm. uh, um, Dr. Benji's survey, which he's put out to everybody. He's got, like gathering data from the community. Yeah. Um, one just little feature. One of the things I've noticed with the Stuttgart save is that a lot of the players I've got in the club uh, are coming to me asking for new contracts quite early doors. Um, Silas being one of those. Stuttgart's wage structure seems to be some players are on somewhere between 5,000 per week, ranging up to close to 20,000 per week. Um, and what I'm noticing, players like Silas, who I think is on about 12,500 £12, pounds a week, he's come to me asking for a new contract, which I'm happy to do because he's my best player by a considerable distance. And then you click through to the contact negotiations, you want to be a star player, like that's absolutely fine. He's not asking for a huge wage rise in the in the kind of the preamble contract negotiations when he clicked through to it he's asking for like sixty-five thousand pounds a week which is you know over quadrupling his incoming wage and the money just isn't there at the club at the start of the season you've got thirteen thousand pounds of a free in your wage budget and i think it's about a four million pound transfer budget and there's no feasible way that he's going like he's going to get the money that he's asking for and it just seems to me that it's something that i'd like to see moving forwards as if they're the club structure doesn't necessarily seem to get taken into consideration by some of the players or the agents. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is what they think they're worth. This is what they want. Otherwise, they're going to leave. If you're a player who's on like £10,000 a week at a football club and you know the wage structure of the club is that that's kind of you know close to the maximum, you're unlikely to go and realistically ask the manager for you know, six times your your current wage because it would just smash the club's wage structure. You know the club can't afford it. So I don't understand why you would do it. And it just doesn't seem to me like there's there's a massive amount of cohesion between club finances and agent or player demands this year. And it seems to, like something I'd potentially like to have a little look at moving mm. forward or like to see maybe incorporated a little bit more is when you're having those conversations with the agents because now you can talk, you can do the preamble and you can say, hey, we'd like to have a conversation about how much money they would like there doesn't seem to be enough emphasis on the fact that it's like you're asking for far too much money, not just because the player isn't worth that much, just because of the financial capabilities and the wage structure at the club aren't going to come close to that. Can we have a conversation that's a little bit more realistic in terms of things like bonuses or anything else because they just reject you straight away? So that's one thing I'm noticing quite a lot with Stuttgart because there are a lot of good players there. They just want significantly more money than I can afford to give them and there just doesn't seem to be any mid-ground in terms of that conversation. So, um, do, do, do you want to tell him, Jeb, or shall I? Wait, what have, uh, I, what have I missed? I'm, I'm I not com- sure. I was going to say, what have I completely but, missed? I, I will let you tell him because I'm, I'm not sure where you're going. I've got a point. Kev, what have I missed? Though, okay. But... So, the, the simple reality is they know full well what your wage structure is, my friend. And they're they hardballing they you because eventually they'll want to move if you won't provide it because they can no, get it I'm somewhere else because there's no loyalty in football <laughs> and look at that Rich Owen's face. How could you possibly go against that and upset him? But he's going to want to leave. He's going to want to leave. He doesn't want to leave me. He loves the club. He has. He's, he's having a great time there. He doesn't want to leave uh, me. Why, it's Silas, uh, please. Uh, my, my favourite part is I think every single agent conversation you've had is like, oh yeah, they want uh, between 10k and 15k a week, that should be fine. Then you get to the wage negotiations like, oh yeah, I want 35k a week. So, 
just like you've lied to me yeah mine has been really really consistent all year like every time i've entered into negotiations with a player or an agent over a contract and i've been singing the praises of the contract negotiation system this year like you can get it wrong and you can go back and you can try again i've never had a set of circumstances where i've had a chat about wages i've never had a set of circumstances where they've then gone in and tried to you know put the pressure on and uh you know play hardball with me it's always been it's always been quite friendly it's always been quite a friendly experience and now suddenly stuttgart that's the only negative to it is that they're like i say kev they are playing hardball with me but it just seems i just don't it just it's just very very confusing to me i just wonder why why can't he just love me kev why can't why can't why can't he just enjoy hanging out with me for yeah. I'd, I'd pay somebody who's nice 12 grand a week to hang out with me and he was yeah like you're asking the wrong people because we love spending our saturday mornings with you rich so you know we're here yeah. and just a spoiler alert for any of the viewers and listeners out there we're not being paid 12 grand a week to do so either so you know it is no. what it is it's fine um but yeah three weeks from now when you come back with another uh update or so for uh, for what you're going I will be absolutely stunned if he hasn't come to you or his agent hasn't come to you and said, uh, we'd quite like to move. Thanks. But I really hope not for you. I mean, look, at I hope face. not. I hope <laughs> not. I'd just be too sad. Um, I'd write him a letter in real life. Please don't go, Silas. Please stay. Ah, oh, well, but hey, apart from that, I'm having a nice time making content at the moment. So good for me. Well done, me. Winning? No. But having a nice time? Yes, absolutely. Um, which is good. Good for me. Happy days. However, however, Ooh. somebody out there, somebody out there, not me, but somebody out there needs to be winning things on FM, uh, be it on stream, be it competitively, be what it may. Fortunately, fortunately, I'll be oh, Hold on, where's my finger? Good finger okay. pointing. There that he is. Thank you. Thank you. And previously, that guy. All the guys, not Mario. Mario's won nothing. Um, uh. Exactly. He's voiced by Chris Pratt now. I don't trust him. Um, yes, people out there need to win. Jeb is one of life's winners. Kev has previously been one of life's winners. But Jeb and Kev have also, over the last week, facilitated the opportunity for other people to win things via the FM playoffs. Um, I'll open up the floor to you both. What a competition, by the way, last week. We had the FM playoff finals. Um, Jeb was obviously directing and running the show. Kev was there on the panels doing the Lord's work. Um, Jeb, tell us, we, we've had a final. We have a winner. Um, how was it? How was the weekend for you? And uh, how was the competition in general? Uh, I'm starting to get it down to a fine art, like bringing together the show. It's quite nicely. It was, uh, it was a bit of a rush on some extra things that we're adding in. I think in terms of the show, it was probably the smoothest show we've had. And the entertainment we got from the game was brilliant. I think it was something I discussed with a friend yesterday was no matter how much people are saying the game's broken and things like that, last week was just pure entertainment in terms of the gameplay and the, the streamers and everything that was provided along those lines. It was really nice to see. And it was just a really entertaining show and credit to Tony, Kev, Lama and H2 because their panel work last week was unbelievable. And it just, it, that getting that... I'm going to say that horrible word now. Synergy. Oh, look, it's it's, it's 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 a business seminar. Sorry, I've, I've turned it to a business seminar now. But hey, the synergy between the blue sky thinking segment. Yeah, but the synergy between those four was was absolutely brilliant, and uh, and I think the way the competition panned out with Hood losing his first game five 0 then 
qualifying on the bizarrest of circumstances, which I think I just about understand. I, I literally had to, yeah, I literally had to type it out line for line so Tony could read it out because that's the only way he would have been able to explain it. Because if he tried to explain it himself, nobody would have known what's gone on. But yeah, unfortunately, it was a freeway tie, and Hood had a better result against Stick than Owen had, even though he had less goal difference. Like goal difference, it just went to a freeway tie. It was an interesting stipulation that we just didn't expect to happen but that's the way the head-to-head -head rules work so it's nice to know that thing now we know for future and i guess stick and owen have now got a bit of b in their bonnet because they can almost go right why aren't i in why, why why didn't i qualify so there could be a little bit of narrative off the back of that hud gets semi-final uh getting to quarterfinals but then the new two newcomers almost to the playoffs themselves uh Carex and Salty B, probably the, the smaller streamers on the side of things, coming up against the big boys of second yellow card and Tom FM, and ultimately losing, but they provided some great entertainment along the way. That semi-final between Tom FM and Carex that went to a 5-4 in extra time, it's just back and forth craziness. And then Tom was a worthy winner in the final, I think, unfortunately the final was a bit of an anti-climax, I think, but it was uh, just kind of showed the strength for Tom's team in the end. Hmm. Absolutely. As you say, that great entertainment the whole way through, like wonderful, wonderful entertainment. I mean, Kev, as somebody who sat on the panel, kind of, you know, watching it all unfold, um, did you have any did you have any kind of favourites moving into the tournament? Or anybody who massively surprised you in terms of their, their results or uh, or how it all went for them on the day? Uh, it sounded like Jeb was going to interject then with something, but um... I, I was going to interject with all the people that called him out. He's, he's actually get, he's getting, getting quite angry against most people because everyone was calling Kev out. And Kev was slowly bubbling to anger, but no, he put he put a lid on it. So yeah, I mean, how very dare they? So there there were three participants that I cursed for the weekend, and it didn't work. And most of them did pretty well anyway, so that worked out well. Um, what I've learned, Rich. And it's very important to, uh, for anybody out there to understand. If you become the panelist on a draft tournament and you make predictions, the likelihood is that your predictions will go very, very wrong. And mine, for the weekend, went very, very wrong. <laughs> I predicted six people to get through to the, um, the uh, knockout stages, and I think one of them made it. <laughs> out of a 12-person field. It was that bad. It was dreadful. But what I would say is, going in, there were lots of things that you could suggest were going to mean that certain people were going to do well. I mean, um, Tim Lewis, for example, has been to the last couple of finals and came in very determined that he was going to structure his way uh, in uh, King Ball, as he called it, and he called it the most murdery of all the murder balls he's ever murdered. And it just didn't quite work for him. But leading in, you thought, well, why not? I mean, he's been to the last two finals. Then you get Hood, who is uh, the current reigning champion leading into it. You can't back against him, although his FM23 experience in drafting hadn't been immense at that time. You've got Wickdiv, who's the current heavyweight champion uh, in the football manager space. Uh, and they were, you know, uh, always looked on as the dark pony, as we called them. But ultimately, they're a good drafter. You don't know what you're going to get all the time, but you, you don't back against them. Stick Piano. I mean, Stick Piano has struggled in the playoffs a little bit, struggles to get out of groups a little bit here and there, but you just got that feeling that he knows what he's doing. He's a tactical genius, really. He knows much more about the tactical side than I, I do by a long way. And you thought maybe this is going to be his time, and it kind of wasn't, 
ultimately. So you go in thinking one thing and what you come out the other end with is the chaos and the madness of FM really helps create an amazing tournament to watch because you get so many unpredictable scores, so many unpredictable people going through in various ways. Uh, you know, Jebaru has talked about the, the weird way in which um, the, the head-to-head was working. But um, we've mentioned Salty B, we've mentioned um, Car X. I'm telling you, if if the VOD is still up and I don't know if it is, go and check out that semi-final. There you go. Jeb's got it in his background. We're recording this on Saturday, but Monday, Tuesday, if it's still around, go find it when this podcast drops. That semi-final between Car X and Tom was absolutely spectacular to watch. I've never seen a game like it in FM in a drafting competition, I don't think. It's going to live in uh, live for a long time, that one. It was brilliant. And Tom just about found his way through to the final. And then, as Jeb says, uh, played second yellow card in the final and had a pretty easy game of it in the end. It was like a 4-0 win, wasn't it, in the end, I think, in the final. Uh, And did great. And he's a very worthy champion. But even he was confusing to me because I spoke to him before the draft of the the whole week because he was one that I was specifically following as as a panelist. And he baffled me completely because on one hand, he says, I don't play in the game engine much because I do uh, I do um, experiments rather than let's plays. I haven't really played too much of 23. Uh, I don't really know who I'm drafting against in terms of their style necessarily. Uh, so I'm not expecting too much. But on the same hand was going everywhere else going, I'm going to be the number one drafter. I'm going to win it. And ultimately, he was the number one drafter and he won it even from the the basis of what he came from. So it was a really amazing week uh, to to watch. I mean, the whole of the playoffs is just a brilliant setup going through the path to the playoffs and all of those qualifying rounds and other bits and pieces. And then you get to this final day of that Sunday with all the matches and the structure of the playoffs means that through the group stages, the last game or two in the groups, there's always twists and turns. There's always, there's so many people that can still get through. It's a brilliant setup. And yeah, it was magnificent. It was a brilliant Sunday. Congratulations to Tom on the win on it. But Jeb was saying, you know, that the panel were great and we had good synergy and all that kind of stuff. He was great in the background. Uh, The whole structure of the playoffs has grown exponentially over the last six months or so. And the way that it's now put together and the the thought process that goes into all of these things, who's going to be on the panels, who who are going to be the participants, how are we going to split them all up, how's all that going to work? It's so good and it's well thought out. And then, you, you know, you, you get the game in the midst of it, which is utter chaos and provides some fun. So, yeah, great. Loved it. Excellent. As is it, it's, I would say that this, uh, this tournament just gone, uh, as you both said, in terms of the content produced, in terms of the, how it was presented to people, by far and away the, the, the best tournament um, so far. Uh, and that's on top of a number of incredibly good tournaments. So huge congratulations to all involved. Obviously, congratulations to Tom uh, on his victory. Well, they didn't do it, he didn't do it with a team of Toms. So <laughs> I don't actually know if it counts. Uh, we'll have yeah. to send that one off to the review board um, for, for them to make their final decision. Um, yeah, congratulations to all involved. As I say, to have take, you know, taken part in the Path to Playoffs this year. It was, so sorry, this tournament was great fun anyway. Um, what a final, what a tournament, what an incredibly well put together um, piece of content. You know, it feels like 
it feels like, and I know I know this is something that Tony mentions quite frequently as well. It genuinely feels like um, making television, which is great because that comes through in the product. The production values are so incredibly high. The panels are fantastic. The backroom staff are fantastic. Obviously led by Jeb. You know, all the guys working in the truck as well. Um, it's something that's a pleasure to take part in, but it's also just great to watch as well which is uh again i think that speaks very highly i always in in these situations i always use myself um as the benchmark like would i watch this if i wasn't involved in it you know i've done everything i've ever done when i was streaming when i was in bands and i was playing music i was like if i wasn't involved in this band would i want to listen to this band and if the answer is no then it's not good enough or you're doing it for the wrong reasons and that's exactly the same with playoffs it's like if i wasn't involved in the playoffs would I want to watch this? And the answer is 100% yes. So long may it continue. Um, it's it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And, Can I uh, make a couple of other points? Um, please. Just, um, so we've got two things. Firstly, the next round of the playoffs has already been announced in terms of when that's going to be starting. That's starting early February, I think. Uh, yep. So that's the first thing. So keep an eye out for all of that. And the second thing is there is a tweet going around from the official playoffs account that I would encourage all of our viewers to go and have a look at. And if you are a viewer of streams and you think that we have not found your favorite streamer yet, we probably know about them, but if you think that we might not have, there is a tweet going around asking your opinion, who would you like to see on the, on the playoffs next time round? Go and chuck a thought in there. Don't just self-promote, but go and find other people to promote and say who you would like to see and why, and then we might go and have a look at them. You never know. We're always looking. We've got a lot of people that we know about. There are reasons why some don't get into the playoffs and others do, but Come and give us a suggestion because that's a way that you can get involved. And uh, exactly. I think I think one more point from me, uh, absolutely on the PvP scene. The master, the inspiration and everything, Nerdphonic obviously has stepped back from the streamer showdown this week. And yeah. I think the, the impact and the, the tweets and stuff that went round and the amount of people, the amount of work he puts into it, it was an inspiration to my side of things. I've had discussions with him and a lot of the stuff that I've bought out playoffs it, is has come from that side of things is it's where it's going to he the dedication the work and stuff like that they put into the streamer showdown and i put it on twitter some of some of the production levels on streamer showdown is better than the majority of esports broadcasts are out there and even better than i'd actually say probably itv football's broadcast coverage because <laughs> i watched the fa cup last weekend and i was like those graphics are terrible like it was just like i'm quite proud of what i've got here looking at this but it's it's that type of way the dedication bringing together that it's an actual fully fledged business which is like just shows how big that thing is and how much people are clamoring to see it back and it is it is is the the big boy of the the streaming uh, of the streaming competition the playoffs is the pinnacle of fm competition this is a nice little little mix between the two we feel it's a, the playoffs are a little bit more competitive in that type of shape or form but the one that people always look out to see and they'll sit all weekend and they'll have thousands of viewers on all the streams and all the all the big guys like benji and zealand and that involved and matt uh, Matt or Nerdphonic has brought that together and, and the amazing thing is it, it seems to be his doors always open to people if they need advice particularly on the streamer side of things I know that mm. this gentleman sat above me uh, ah, well his stream probably wouldn't exist without Nerdphonic so <laughs> and I know the same has happened for other people uh, Tony for example as well so mm. uh, 
best of luck for it. I think it's going to be interesting to see where it goes, the lowdown, how that goes along. Who's the new host going to be? Is there going to be a new producer on that side of things as well? How much of a step back can can now Nerdphonic take? But it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's exciting to say, but it's a shame that that we've lost that uh, passion and determination. I hope whoever comes in next can carry that on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I echo all of that. I mean, I could literally spend the next half hour telling you all about Matt and why I think he's a wonderful human being. I'll just uh, say two things about him. I think uh, in general, because of what he's done for the streamer showdown and the likes of myself, uh, he is both a superstar in the community, but he's also the superhero in the community. The amount of people that man goes and helps and sorts things out for especially me so thank you for that matt um is incredible and the amount of dedication towards that he's uh, shown is amazing but as a general thing for the work that he does on the five star potential podcast as well shout out to those boys they're amazing listen to them every week uh for the stuff that he does on the streamer showdown he is absolutely a superstar in this community and does not get enough credit for it because he's not the most um, scene in terms of, you know, he doesn't have a schedule for streaming himself and all that kind of stuff. But what he does behind a lot of things is incredible. Absolute respect to the guy. 100%. 100%. You know, he's, I've not had a huge amount of interaction with Matt. Um, but yeah, I, I, we were saying we were having this conversation before we, we pressed record today. Um, the people that I know um, who have spent a lot of time either in his company or have, have experienced his help, as, as Jeb said, Kev being one, uh, Tony being one, um, have nothing but good things to say about him. And people like Kev and Tony, Jeb are people whose opinions I value enormously. Um, he seems to be that after he posted his announcement on Twitter, kind of the outpouring of kind of love and thanks, gratitude from the community, um, it just goes to show that he is as you say, he's not the loudest, he's not the most brash, but there aren't many people with his level of knowledge and his level of kind of technical expertise who are that willing to just give up hours of their time frequently. The amount of people you speak to who he's, he's been, he's helped in, in some capacity. Um, his his threads when it comes to things like Black Friday as well as like that he puts together like are hugely valuable. Like a lot of the, the the kit that I now own has come from those threads. There aren't many people out there in in communities like FM or, the, or, or kind of the wider world who give that much back to the community that they're part of and ask for very little, if anything, in return. So I can only echo these sentiments. What a guy! What a lovely person! Um, and we're lucky to have him. So congratulations on all your previous success, Matt, and enjoy being able to take a step back um, and, and enjoy having a bit of a rest, I suppose. But uh, also, there are going to be plenty of people with new PCs who need your help soon. So, you know, <laughs> we need a signal. We need a Nerdphonic signal. We need to put it on a roof somewhere. And, and every time somebody gets a new webcam, we just light it and he just, you know, he just turns up and just helps you. Uh, and then just disappears in a puff of smoke. What a guy. And I've what? I've had the, the moniker of Nerdphonic from Wish. I'm very proud of that moniker to be fair. <laughs> if there's somebody who wants to, to associate my name with him, that's brilliant. But yes, but there we are. Perfect. I love that. Wish.com Nerdphonic. That's that's yeah, that's that <laughs> I might start introducing you as that now, just out just out of principle. Oh, no. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Maybe, maybe in a I'll hide it in a description somewhere and we'll see. We will see. Um, there we go. So PvP, what a wonderful time to be taking part in it. As, as Kev says, keep an eye out for those tweets in the FM playoffs. Um, and if there's one 
sentiment of Kev's that I can echo. Don't tag yourself. It's the stinkiest thing in the world when people do that. It's it, it it's no, not for me. Not for me. Same in comedy as well. People always ask, oh, who can you recommend in comedy when comedians go, yeah, I recommend myself. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Terrible. Uh, shout out to Ali who tagged himself in that thread. <laughs> oh, sure. oh, exactly. If only, if only Stinky uh, if only, Ali, as he's now known. There yeah, we are. Yeah, if, only, uh, if only Ali hadn't in with one of the owners of the competition. Um, yeah. Oh. Oh, well, we'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, right then. Right then. So um, normally, uh, kind of towards the end of pods, we have a bit of a debate section or we have we have something like that. Today, we wanted to kind of park the debates for a little while, mostly because Kev keeps winning them. <laughs> um, but we just kind of want to have a little bit of a broader conversation um, about, uh, and I think it's, it's quite it's quite a poignant one. Um, obviously, we're, we're, you know, mid-January at the moment, literally looking out of my window now it is gray it is drizzly it's a bit horrible about there you know it's the new year january blues kick in man january new year blues they do kick in uh, and for the most part there's quite a lot of people you know in the fm community uh, especially who use games like fm as just a little something that's in there to kind of you know just take your mind off the, the bad times and it's, it gives you something to do because it may be a sense of purpose um just it's it's that entertainment value, be it coming from playing the game yourself, coming from watching streamers. Uh, we just want to have a little bit of a chat about, you know, how we're all doing, and uh, if that's the same this year as it has been in previous years. Um, I mean, Kev, I know this is something you would, you, know, you, you kind of you know broached the subject with us before we press record today. Mm-hmm. In terms of kind of you know FM as a bit of escapism or whatever it may be in any capacity, how are you getting on with that kind of thing this year, mate? How are you doing? It's not the same this year to me. It really isn't. So just a little bit of a potted history. I I used FM, and this is a very, uh, very uh, serious kind of thought, but it's true. I used it as my thing to do. Uh, Having a disability, having no full-time employment for my adult life meant that I've spent a lot of time with with a lot of other people being very, very busy and not having many people around. So... I used FM a lot over the years. This I would put it on for seven hours a day years ago and just dive into it and play the game and give myself something to think about. And it helped me through an awful lot of stuff over the years. Um, uh, just as, a, as another thing to say, because it's not something I've really addressed on the podcast, uh, I may seem the most sorted, the, the nicest, the happiest guy, the most positive guy on stuff. I have had depression myself in various forms at times. Not for a long time. I don't feel that I, I'm anywhere near heading back to that, particularly at this moment. But I have experienced it. And, and not just sadness or, you know, I have been depressed at, at specifically one or two points for various reasons. So this is something that I, I know a bit about from my own perspective. Uh, and what I would say is I do use FM for my escape or my thing to put my energies into when I'm a bit low to think about something. and ch- But it's not the same this year. Uh, since becoming a streamer, uh, a YouTuber before that, I think I use the game differently now anyway than I did um, having that part of um, the, the process in, in the mix because I know that what I need to do is keep my FM sort of fresh for the streams a little bit um, because if I play it constantly away from those, uh, then it just becomes a little bit too much anyway. So my game time has gone down while my streaming has gone up, if that makes sense, over the last year or so. So it's different. But 
in October, the new game dropped in beta form and I got the sack in my beta save. And then the new save in the main series dropped after the official launch. And in the first season of that, I got the sack. And I genuinely, as a streamer doing Football Manager content, got quite down about it in my own way behind the scenes. Because like Rich was saying earlier in our podcast, I wasn't enjoying it. There was no enjoyment. I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know how to change it. I couldn't make any impact on the game. And every day I'd go and sit on stream for a couple of hours and it would just be a bit depressing in its way. Um, and so I don't use... I don't use FM23 for my escape. The January blues is a real thing. You get to the new year, you've had a fun Christmas, fun new year. It's all hyped. You go, right, this is going to be the year. And then three weeks in or two weeks in, whatever we are now, you think I've broken a resolution already. It hasn't quite worked out in the thing that I'm thinking about. Maybe I haven't quite got the energy I thought I would have for X, Y, or Z to do it. And it becomes a bit of a problem. So I use other things at the moment. Uh, I'm on a... a I'll let you guys know. It's something I haven't uh, spoken about too much in our community. I don't think many people know. I'm on a podcast, right? It's a really good podcast. It's a fun podcast. I enjoy doing the podcast. And it's those sorts of things that I'm not using but experiencing that helped me get through this. Just chatting through some stuff like we're doing today that's made a big impact. Is FM23 the same that it was for me in terms of the January blues? No. It's really, really not. I'm not using it for that anymore. I'm using it as a streaming tool uh, to get a community together. And my stream is my happy place, not the game necessarily. That's a big difference. Mm. I think that's. I think you've raised an incredibly interesting point there. Um, because I think as you're talking about kind of your, your transition from somebody who just used to play the game for long periods of time into somebody who now uses the game as a tool for things like streaming or content creation i think i can i can relate a lot to a lot of those those points i think i'm in a very very similar situation to yourself kevin as much as my fm playing time off stream has now rapidly compared to where i was two years ago before i started making content i spend a fraction of the time playing it offline compared to what I used to do, which was, you know, I, I would spend hours, hours and hours. We talked on the pod last week about how, you know, spending, you know, a lot of time, you know, at night with an old Everton save when my son was born, you know, now very, very different set of circumstances. You know, I've, I've one of, uh, I've got championship manager 102 on, uh, on our laptop and I was a bit tired and I went to bed early the other night and I thought, oh, I'll start a new save because I've not played a huge amount of it. And I spent half an hour trying to choose a club and then just closed my laptop. And I was like, I just I haven't got it in me anymore. Whereas, you know, three, four years ago, that would have been me until probably about 3 a.m. But it's, it's it. I don't use FM or consume FM content in the same way that I used to. Um, I remember the levels of excitement when SI were giving FM away free um, during lockdown uh, a few years ago. And I think that was one of the other important points I think I remember from, uh, or I think it's worth mentioning from uh, Matt's video, uh, from Nerdphonics video from a couple of days ago. Um, he, you know, he was referencing, you know, the, the entertainment and what they were creating, especially during lockdown as well. And I think that was a huge part of it because then I think more than any other time, that's when people really, really needed some kind of escapism. And at that point, I'd say I was consuming more FM-related content, be it through streams, be it through YouTube, than I had been 
I think ever before. I think now I use it myself, like you, Kev, it's a tool for streaming. And if you're having a bad time on stream, it's not necessarily the kind of thing you want to then pick up recreationally in your spare time. So very much like you, Kev, I'm, I'm, I'm doing other things. Like for example, I'm playing other games. Um, I messaged these guys the other week, as, as, as it turns out, through chats that we've had on, on kind of stream and, and privately. Kev and I are both fans of the Borderlands <laughs> series, as it turns out. And I accidentally spent, I think, six hours the other night just, um, just yeah, going back and, and grinding bosses on Borderlands and, and, and doing loot runs. And I accidentally did it till about half past two in the morning. I can't remember the last time I accidentally played a video game till half past two in the morning. And that was great fun. So I think for me, very much like yourself, Kev, FM is something I'm using less in terms of just, you know, extraction or combating things like January blues. Um, very much like yourself. I've, I'm quite open about my mental health. I've struggled quite a lot throughout my life with things like depression. Um, you know, it was only two and a half years ago that I found out that uh, I'm on the autistic spectrum. Uh, I've got a bit of the old ADHD as well. So a hyperfixation has been a thing for me in the past two. Um, and letting go of like a form of hyperfixation like FM is something that's it's a really weird kind of transition as well because you realize you're not playing as much of it as you used to. You realize that, um, you know, why aren't you doing that? Is it is it you? Is it the game? And you kind of get into these these kind of, you know, conversations with yourself about what it is. Is it you that's wrong? Is it just changing? But whatever it is, it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, it will shock people to find out I'm a bit ADHD from the way I talk. Who'd have guessed? Um, it's so, yeah, that's been, uh, that, that's that, very much like yourself, Kev. It's been a, it's been a, a different thing. And I think a lot of the points you've made are definitely something that I personally can, you know, relate to quite a lot. Um, Jeb, are you going to surprise us with a complete different viewpoint? Uh, yes and no. I think it, it's, it's a strange one. I haven't played a lot of FM at all in the last three years, apart from what you've seen on streams. And then even streams, like, I, I don't pick up many viewers. And I'm, I'm never bothered about that. It's, it's a good way of escapism. When you get a load of views, you get a nice little chat going. You're kind of going along those lines. And, and street, streaming to no viewers or to minimal viewers, you don't say anything or anything along those lines. It's sometimes difficult, but you just kind of just power through it and you, you have a chat away to yourself. I think I've consumed probably more content than anyone else because I'm, I'm normally sat at this desk for at least eight hours a day because I'm part of my job. And my job is reasonably dull during the days and stuff like that. When when there's not big events or anything going on those lines, it's a lot of planning. So there will always be a YouTube video or a stream on in the background. So I've consumed a lot of content. I find wonderful people like Kev above me during the afternoons. I found uh, various other people streaming. There's obviously been a lot of Dr. Benji when he's streaming during the daytime. Zealand's videos, RDF's videos, RDF's whatever save he's on that day it's probably changed <laughs> during the stream i mean I've, speaking to like it, it honestly it, it, that that man is, is, is wonderful but like i said it's, it's a wonderful thing to watch i also sometimes reach out to him because his anger just gets a little bit too much as well but uh the start of last year my i, I could feel my depression going back so i suffered quite badly with depression uh early 2010s when i was living in birmingham uh, escapism during that was a big Burnley save that was just sat at home just playing on that a lot I was enjoying it a lot and it kind of I think it got to a point where I was playing like 10 12 hours a day on my days off and stuff like that and then it was like right I need to get out of the house now it was almost just like I can't keep playing this game I need to do it that way uh, same again mid 2000s I moved to Basingstoke which was the stupidest idea of my life uh, it's not a very fun town there's not a lot to do there I moved there on my own I lived in a three bedroomed house on my own it was, it was a very strange thing 
<laughs> so I, I lived there, uh, and I played a lot of FM there, and it was it was it was nice to go in, and then I go into work, and I was working for the subsidiary of Game at the time, and it was just I could go in and chat about FM with people who I was working with along the time, what I'd done the, the previous night and things like that, and just chatting chatting that way, and that's kind of where I started to find the streaming community. So that was about 2016, 17, and then last year it kind of felt coming back a bit. I suffer quite a bit with like social anxiety, not not to full extremes, but going outside or going to do things is quite a difficult process for me to go into and going out as well so it's, it's one of those new year's resolutions this year in particular is go outside every day even if it's just for a walk to the shops or something like that get the fresh air along those lines but i think the one thing that really brought my passion back for fm last year was getting involved with playoffs and, and things like that I've, I've been doing i work primarily in video production uh broadcast production so it can range from esports broadcast to television broadcast to really boring videos about trains or formula student which is like a student version of formula one that they do at silverstone it's, it's like big passion broadcast projects that we've got along those lines it's like right how can i adapt the stuff that we do there into football manager uh it started off an initial conversation with previously mentioned nerdphonic and then it was like right how can i implement these ideas i wanted to implement them into the showdown unfortunately it was just it stalled a bit and i started to learn different things so i've actually learned html and various other things and that's brought about this graphic system the next thing i know owen's hosting the path to the playoffs and i'm sat on the panel which i didn't expect to be uh and the next thing you know, Owen's internet goes down. It's like, right, you're going to go in as host. And next thing you know, I'm now the permanent host of Path to the Playoffs while producing and directing at the same time. We've come a long way, Rich, since wah. So <laughs> those playoffs <laughs> qualifiers where me and Rich had to do an eight-person league between the two of us for five hours. <laughs> I think we did a wonderful wow. job. We did, we did do That's a wonderful something. job. But, but it's that... That's what when the playoff cycle comes around. I, 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 I've now got it down to a day where I can do a path to the playoffs or I can do a playoffs and get the whole thing built. Um, shout out to the truck and things like that. But it's brought back the passion and it's consuming more content that way. It's finding all these new streamers, it's finding who these new panel people will be with Tony and it's that trading. And I've got a lot of new friends, an unbelievable amount of friends, and through the, the streaming community. My, my girlfriend says I have the most active social life that she she knows of, but I don't go outside that much to meet all these people. It's all the people who are online. I've got a set of friends that I, I did Game Blast with a few years ago that uh, are wonderful people, and we, 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 we talk almost every day. I've got a set of friends in the FM community, ranging from the, the podcast to the people who work backstage in the playoffs to everything, everything around those lines. And then I've even started doing grand theft auto rp i've now got another community of people that i get on with that type of way and it's the game's an escapism and if you're not enjoying the game it's difficult but i think it's the game i want to play more of it i do want to go back into it but it's also having the time to do it and i don't want to feel bad about that like streaming schedule i've always wanted to do but ultimately i'm never going to get it because of the way my job is and things like the playoffs will come along and interrupt that. And then also just the social anxiety is like, am I going to press that go live button if no one's there? And when will people turn up, etc. And then sometimes when you do that, within half an hour, you've had a big raid and your chat's full of people and you've got loads of people chatting. You've got all your redeems happening and that type of things. The game is a, is a brilliant escapism. And I think that's that's ultimately where it was. And I think 
still is it still is to a degree i think it's just i think people have become a little tired of it because it's just feels a bit same year to year this year i can see where i think it's the new features just aren't stand out enough for people to get really excited about uh but i think ultimately the game will always be there as a, a really good escapism i mean you can just go away for a couple of hours you end up going on a scouting mission to go find a new striker and suddenly you're clicking through i mean the the retro database we, we talked about it before that came out last year i think myself and rich definitely we i think we sat i think we're on a call with tony or, or something was happening mm. along with tony and we, and we must have sat there for about five hours just clicking nobody pressed continue mm. you just going oh what's what's romario doing oh what about <laughs> rivaldo oh he's 17 look at him oh roberto carlos and then you go through the Premier League. Oh, Gary Moncur. Like, even go through, like, Liverpool. Like, Robbie Fowler's 17. But, man, I mean, like, those retro databases are really good. And, like, shout out to Mad Scientist. That, that almost invigors that extra passion for the game when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, uh, I, again, it's 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 an incredibly good point that you raised there, is that even though I consume less fm content this year than i have previously and i'm I'm playing the game less than i have previously the flip side of that coin is the the community and the friendships that i now have because of this game and the people that i get to interact with on a daily basis because of this game um i think before i've really started streaming fm there weren't many people in my life that played the game I, I didn't have any real interaction with many people that, that played when I was, crikey, when I was about 19, um, so only five years ago, um, I used to work with a fella uh, in in an in a, in a awful clothing retailer called Fat Face. I worked with a guy called Chris, um, love him to death. Uh, he was a big FM guy. And we had uh, just like a, um, a Facebook messenger chat where we would just sit and we'd update each other on our saves as they were going on. And that was brilliant fun. Uh, then Chris went off to university and uh, he studied geology and he was doing a lot and he just didn't have enough time to play the game. So that kind of stopped. And from then up until a couple of years ago, where I got involved in like this, the FM streaming community and the content creation community, there was nobody in my life I knew that enjoyed or played the game. Um, my closest group of friends that are I, I see and are local and I see on a daily basis I met them when I was 15 and we used to hang out in an internet cafe together uh, here in Worcester. And then we ended up running the internet cafe together for about six months. Uh, And then the internet cafe closed because really weirdly (laughs) giving an internet cafe to a bunch of 18 year olds to run was an awful idea from the, uh, from the owners. And I don't know what they were thinking, but you know, I see that, you know, these guys were all the same age. We've all got families. We've all got kids. Uh, We meet up about once every, you know, um, three or four months and we have a we have a land party we all go to one of the guys houses we all set up our pcs and we will play something together um i could not pay them enough money to even consider loading up a copy of fm like it just would never happen um so that wasn't part of my life until i became part of this community then suddenly it's all these like-minded people you are all there because you have a mutual enjoyment of this game and then just that is the bench. That's the launching off part. You know, that's the benchmark for these friendships to get established. Like, you know, I, I speak to Tony and Matt 
pretty much every day. Um, I speak to to these guys on, on a very, very regular basis. These, you know, the, recording the podcast on a Saturday is one of my favorite times of the week because I just get into, I love getting to hang out and, and chat with these guys. It's brilliant fun. So even though the game isn't a, as much of a part of my life anymore as it has been compared, you know, previously, the friendships and the people that I've got to meet because of that game are a significantly larger and better part of my life and obviously they wouldn't be there without football manager so that again is is something that's great and it's it's such it's such an open and inviting community as well everybody is lovely everybody is so so nice like you know we, we, we've sat here we've some nerdphonics praises today and rightly so but it's not like he is a rare nice person in in, in a field of, of of less nice ones he's just a prime example of how nice the vast majority of the members of the community are I'm going to say vast majority because there's people out there that I just haven't interacted enough with yet. And I'm sure once I do, they will be equally as lovely. So that in itself is a good thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that the, one of the things that I really think is amazing is, um, and, and we've already said it, we're kind of repeating a little bit, but uh, this thought process that it's important to know people who understand who you are and what you are and what you think and why you think and feel it and and we, we talked uh, at the start of this conversation about the fact that uh, we are in a, a bit of a time of the year where it's a bit gray outside it's a bit down everybody's trying to figure out what they want to do with their year all that kind of stuff it could be a little bit meh. um but this community is really important and the community is based on the game so we we have to give the company that make the game a lot of credit that we are still using the game in some form even if it's not actually playing it as much as we used to do uh, together but it's so important i remember so last year uh, i've been a content creator for about the last four years uh, through YouTube and then through um, streaming and had a great time doing it. And I've, I've done the same that 99% of this community have done. Every year you watch um, the, the bigger guys, the more impactful guys, whatever, go off to SI headquarters and have their mooch around around the alpha launch and other bits and pieces and get um, shirts sent to them and all those kinds of bits and pieces. And you sit and think, well, how do I get an opportunity to do those things? The only way you can do it is to be good at what you do and impactful in the community in some way. And you get noticed. Last year, I got the invite I didn't get to go, unfortunately, because at that moment, for that little period of time, my health wasn't very good uh, as a disabled person that comes and goes, and it's sometimes problematic and sometimes not. And it just happened to fall at the wrong point, and I didn't go. And whilst I was utterly, utterly gutted not to be able to do that, because I'd have loved to have gone and met all of these people and you know, um, actually spent some time with these people that you get to know on internet and all that kind of stuff. The simple reality is I got the invite and I got the invite because I'd been able to build a community of people on my streams that were impacting them, impacting me. We'd created a good environment. I'd had an opportunity to get involved in the playoffs and be a part of that particular family. That's then led on to things like joining this podcast, etc. A year ago, I wasn't on the playoffs, wasn't on a podcast, and I had half of the amount of people in my stream that I currently have and just was still enjoying it because it's about community and drawing people together and that's my uh, that's my happy place so the, the game might not be as impactful 
but it kind of still is, isn't it, really? It really is just in a very different way at the moment. And everything you guys have said about my own mental health journey and where I find myself currently, my happy spot is doing something that's still connected to this game, be it the playoffs, the podcast, or the stream. Uh, so, And I'm really grateful for that. So if, if anybody's out there um, that is finding themselves in a little bit of a down spot in the new year, not figuring out what they want to do. What I'd really encourage you to do is come and uh, be a part of the community. Find a stream to be part of. Go and um, express yourself in there in a positive way, if possible, please. You know, because we're all human. We all want our streams to be a nice, happy, and positive environment. Come and you know, come and make yourself known if you're a streamer that wants to get involved in PvP draft stuff that maybe you haven't had the opportunity to before. Before, there's always a route in somewhere. There's so many good competitions around the place. Um, come and you know, come and be at our next live event, whenever that might be. I don't know whether we're going to do one again, but we'll do one at some point. And come and say hi and be part of that. And you know, Jeb talks about his uh, slight anxiety of social situations. I'm in a similar position, but not because I don't do people. I love people. I'm a people person, always have been. But physically, it's hard for me to do things. Is the venue going to be accessible? Am I going to be able to stay in a good um, place uh, in and around the, the area? And all those, I have to think about these things just because you do, you know? Um, but there's mechanisms through that. So if you're on the periphery of this particular community, come and push yourself in and come and say hi and come and join a, uh, the community in a bigger and bolder way in 23 and it will enrich you because it has for us three basically in some form mm -hmm. but we had to make the steps to make that happen it won't happen for you it won't happen to you you've got to go and find it 100 percent, 100 percent. you know there's there's nothing nicer there is nothing nicer than you know for, from a content creation point of view if you're streaming seeing regular names that you previously didn't know popping up in your chat on a regular basis there's nothing I, I i love chatting to people it's it's one of my favorite parts of streaming is just making those connections people and getting to getting to know people getting to chat to people i have a lovely time doing it um there are very very there's a i can't think of any people that create content i know that don't feel the same way it's a really 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 lovely thing um so yeah come in come for a chat you know there was I saw a little bit of controversy online a little while ago. There was a clip of a streamer who was being pretty unpleasant to somebody in his chat who was who briefly mentioned a, a sad thing that had recently happened to them. And it was really, really badly handled. And I cannot emphasize enough how that is the opposite of, of how I feel about it. You know, it's it's a rotten time of year, you know, as I say, January blues. If you're having a bit of a struggle, if you want a bit of company, if you want somewhere just to come and hang out and have a chat with somebody, then come and hop into one of our streams, chat away, talk to us because like we enjoy it. You know, if anything, you're doing us a favor by doing that. Like we would love to have you in. Um, please do come and hang out because we would love to have you. Um, so yeah, come. We're nice. We're all nice people. We're nice people who say nice things uh, and um, you're very, I think, very welcome. I think it's important to say that, uh, well, mainly because I want to get this, this phrase in mid season slump is something that happens in every single FM save and it, it's, it's going to happen in everybody's life as well, but you're not alone on that type of thing. And I think that's really important. Like, don't be afraid to share or just reach out to somebody that, that you may be seeing in the community or even one of us, if you, if you want to go along those mm -hmm. lines. Like, 
I speak for the probably majority of us, our door are always open in that type of way. Uh, yeah. And I think it's 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 really nice to see, and I think it's really really key in the community as well. Is that some people have shared some really big things in the community about themselves recently, and it's been nothing but positive. I mean, we 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 spoke about Alice last week, also yeah. uh, Fox in the Box or Calcio Fox as he's now known. Uh, he he shared some like big big information about his his status and stuff like that and it's it's always well received and i think it was the same with like even nerdphonic where you're making a massive decision like that like we said it's that was really well received as well by everybody mm -hmm. exactly you know it's that there you go and, and we've said it before we, we, we wax lyrical about how nice this community is um until the community completely disappears, until football manager doesn't exist anymore, and none of us are allowed computers. Like it's it's such a welcoming place. So again, if you are somebody who's, who's if you are in a bit of a struggle, if you want to be part of something nice, I cannot recommend this community highly enough. Um, everybody is really really nice, especially especially Kev, especially Kev. I'm all right. Generally yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, unless you know, unless unless United lose uh, this afternoon, then just that could be a problem. A Please, that could be problematic, uh, and that is starting fairly soon. So I don't know how you guys feel, but I reckon that's probably a nice place to leave it. I reckon that's a podcast. Agreed. Almost, almost. Ooh. I think you've, Ooh, almost. you've got one announcement to make, haven't you? We keep do. speaking about this word community, um, haven't we? Um, yeah, we do. We do keep. We do keep referencing this word community, and this is something that has come up previously. It was a question that was asked uh, a few weeks ago. Um, you know, we love you, the community. You are a wonderful people. Uh, however, however, we would like the opportunity to batter you at FM if you guys are keen. <laughs> um, so, so uh, we'd like to announce that on the 29th of January, Sunday, the 29th of January, at around 7 p.m., uh, we will be hosting the first ever Football Manager Therapy versus the community. Um, it's going to be on FM. We're not going to come around your house and batter you or anything. Um, we're going to do it virtually via large strikers. It's going to be nice. We're going to have a good time. Um, we're going to do, we're, yeah, we're going to host a PvP tournament. It's not ranked. It's not serious. Um, it's not just for fun. to panic about. It's just for fun because that's Unless what Unless I lose is. and it's then I'm going to lose it completely. And Kev's fuming. <laughs> yeah, the, the record after that is going to be atrocious. Um, so, yeah, uh, just, just let Kev win. Please let Kev win um for, for all of our sakes so yeah january the 29th uh if you are interested in taking part um let us know drop drop us a message on twitter um do it do us a comment the discord. this video on youtube hop on the discord any of those things let us know um we haven't if honest with you haven't decided on a limit to players i think we're just going to gauge it on uh we'll gauge it on levels of interest um, if there are enough people to make a tournament happen, we'll make a tournament happen. Um, if there are loads and loads of people that would like to take part, then we might not be able to get everybody in this time, but we'll get more people in next time because we'll do more of them. Don't you worry. This isn't a one and done. This, this will be something that happens fairly regularly. But the inaugural FMT versus the community, 29th of January. Get in touch with us on any of our social media platforms if you would like to take part. Um, I think... Boys, I don't know how you feel. Um, you know, Patreons will have a slight advantage in this because obviously they will be seeing this episode a day early. So if you are a Patreon and are dead keen to get involved, um, you will be one of the first people to do so if you let us know early enough. So hey, the earlier you get early earlier you let us know, the better. Um, Another so good reason to become a Patreon. An excellent reason to become a Patreon. For a for pound, pound a month. A pound a month. A pound a what month. What can you get for a pound? A pound. 
Oh, nothing these days in this economy. Fuming. Absolutely fuming. That's one thing that's made me angry this week. I saw somebody, I saw that thing going around where somebody has abbreviated cost of living crisis to cause he lives. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. How dare you? I hope it takes us all. I, you know what? I hope the rapture comes tomorrow. How dare you? Awful. <laughs> Awesome I was after a new team name, so that, that could work quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Banned from all tournaments. Um, there we go. Yeah, well, yeah. How dare you? How very, very dare you? Um, so, yeah, 29th of January, come get involved. Uh, we'll hang out, we'll play some FM, we'll have a good time. Um, and if stick piano take part, don't let him draft Hakimi. That's all I'm saying. Um, right, this has been lovely. There you go. He's Jeb's. <laughs> Jeb's got first dibs. Um, right, this has been lovely. I've had a really, really, really nice time chatting to you guys this morning. Uh, before we go, before we go, I think it's only fair that, you know, we tell the people where we can find ourselves. So, Kev, we'll come to you this week first, mate. Where can Thank people you. find you doing all that wonderful streaming, what you do? Yeah, so you can find me at the United City FM, both on Twitter and Twitch. On Twitch, I'm usually there every weekday afternoon, 3 till 5 p.m., doing my Homeward Bound Challenge. It is a challenge. Please come and help me. I need it. But that's where you'll find me mostly. You'll find me on the playoffs when that comes around again. Um, so make sure you're keeping an eye out on that. And you'll find me back here next week having a lovely time recording another episode of the podcast. So absolutely fantastic. Lovely. Jeb, what about you? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Jebaroo. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, I might get some streams out this week. I'm not sure. I'm, uh, I know I'm away at the end of the week. Uh, and then Twitter.com forward slash the Jebaroo. Look, I have a visual version of that at the moment. Uh, shout out to the FM Hub. They, they, they did a nice poster for my Road to Legends win, which was really nice of them. But then they also sent me free cards with my face on. It's, so it's, it's one of those things. So well, well Business card, isn't it, basically? Yeah, exactly. It's almost business card. I'm just going to hand these over. They don't have any other information on it. It just says my name and an angry... Basically, I'll, I'll let you on the inside. This is this was just a piss take out of Tony. That's all I went for. I went for a bad <laughs> depressed face with with deaf stare eyes that he keeps using on every single promo. It's mad. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of evolved into being my picture that people are using for everything. But there we are. Tony, yes. get a new picture for goodness sake. Yeah, I know. Please, <laughs> you, yeah. you, you say that though, but it's not easy for Tony to get a new picture because he's of that generation. He's got to stand there. They've got to get the box brownie out. They've got to do the thing that goes flash, and then Ross it's got to be rubbing. developed. It takes yeah, exa yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. You've got um, to go into a dark. It's got to go into a dark room. And, yeah, mm -hmm. developing all those type of things. Sacrifice needs to be made. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and that's that's if the photographer doesn't die of tuberculosis halfway through. It's a whole. Yeah. It's a whole procedure. Um, you know. I'm I genuinely I really want next time I'm involved in a PvP competition. Um I don't want to have to do a photo. I want like a courtroom sketch artist to do me. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I really want. Um watch this space. I might have to do crime, but I think it'll be worth it um just to pop myself. Um speaking of myself, uh if you'd like to watch me making content, you can do so at twitch tv forward slash uh twitch.tv forward slash Rich Owens FM. I'll be in Stuttgart trying to convince Silas to stay. Um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Rich Owens FM, uh, where I will post opinions and occasionally maybe jokes. I don't know. I'm lazy. I don't write jokes anymore. I've written like five. Five is plenty. You can make a career off four. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, but on that basis, on that, you know, there's, there's a little look behind the comedy curtain for you. Write four jokes, make millions, you'll be done. Um, just be really, really popular and possibly, 
ideally uh, have a dad uh, who is also a world famous stand up comedian helps a little bit. Um, that is where we're going to leave things today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Football Manager Therapy. We'll see you very, very soon. Take care. Bye bye.